welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name is Ray Heron, flying solo this episode, but we've got a bit of a variety episode for you this week. We're going to kick things off with the news. And it's been a week or two since we brought you the news. Life has been just hectic. Uh, But last year's race bike, or is it this year's bargain? While KTM is really coming into its own on the MotoGP circuit this year, the Austrian firm has put up for sale its 2019 race machines in in a nearly unheard of offer. The pair of factory prepared RC16 MotoGP machines from the 2019 season not only come ready to race, but also included in the package is an ultra-exclusive MotoGP fan package as well. The RC16's up for grabs marks an important step forward in the KTM factory and their young Grand Prix project. The bike itself is a serious bit of kit, tipping the scales at 157kgs and producing in excess of 265 horsepower from its 1000cc V4. The 2019 KTM RC16 can hurtle towards its top speed, listed at over 340km per hour. During COVID times, good luck finding a track in New Zealand you can use that on. Triumph have debuted their new Trident prototype. Triumph Motorcycles has confirmed that the Triumph Trident will make its return to the British manufacturer's lineup from early 2021. The new Trident will be powered by one of Triumph's signature triple cyclometer engines and will become the new entry point to Triumph's triple cylinder models. The Triumph Trident design prototype marks the beginning of an exciting new chapter for Triumph where the brief was all about fun from the look to the ride, says Triumph's Chief Product Officer Steve Sargent. Husqvarna's 2020 models have arrived in the country. Husqvarna Motorcycles' entry-level road machines for the 2020 model year have finally started arriving in dealerships this month, with the 2020 Witpillen and Zwartpillen receiving minor tweaks to discern them from their outgoing counterparts. The biggest change comes to the chassis, with the subframe being extended to allow more space for the pillion. Yeah, it's a bit strange. It's a bit of a strange change for a bike smack bang in the middle of the lamb's market, but it helps clean up the lines, which many felt ended abruptly on the original Svartpillen and Vitpillen 401s. Husqvarna have also dropped the controversial rear hugger uh, mudguard in favour of a conventional number plate hanger. The 44 horsepower single cylinder remains the same, as does the rest of the chassis including the WP suspension, but Husqvarna have tweaked the colour designs with subtle silver and bronze accents, highlighting the uniquely Swedish Vitpillen and Svartpillen designs. Quite a picturesque looking bike too, very different. Actually saw one of these on the streets of Wellington a couple of weeks ago and thought, hmm, nice. And a final story for this episode, the 2021 Honda CBR600RR has been unveiled. Honda have unveiled details of the forthcoming CBR600RR with a firm not reinventing the wheel for its new Supersport offering. Based heavily on last year's CBR600RR, the 2021 machine opts to heavily revise the package with modern materials and technologies rather than start from scratch, so Honda have kept the recipe 
recipe very familiar. The inline four remains at 599cc, but now features new camshafts, valve springs and crank, making use of lighter materials. The throttle bores have been enlarged and the intakes and exhaust have also been tweaked. The result is a boost in power to leapfrog Yamaha's YZF-R6 with the 2021 CBR600RR now producing 119 horsepower. That's up six horsepower from the previous generation and just a smidge above the Yamaha with an extra two horsepower there. While two horsepower over the competition might not excite, it's in the electronics package that Honda has worked some serious magic to bring their CBR600RR to the top of the class. That means the 2021 model gets an electronic fly-by-wire throttle with an inertial management unit or IMU to help control the latest rider assist technology. For more on all of these stories, including photos, uh, check out the latest Kiwi Rider magazine, September Volume 1. Go to kiwirider.co.nz. I've been lucky enough lately to be riding the BMW G310R. Now, when you hear the words entry-level motorcycle, most people think cheap and cheerful. It's common for motorcycle manufacturers to scrimp and save on different parts when designing an entry-level bike, and cheap parts tend to be heavier and a little less pretty. But I tell you what, when it comes to the BMW G310R, they definitely have not scrimped on this, their first modern sub-500cc motorcycle. In fact, for getting its engine capacity, the G310R has an air of luxury about it. The BMW G310R is a naked sportster, powered by a liquid-cooled 313cc four-valve single-cylinder engine mated to a six-speed gearbox with a standard one-down-and-five-up configuration. It puts out 28 newton metres of torque at 7,500rpm, and that's around about 25 kilowatts or 33 horsepower for those listening stateside. That's more than enough power for a beginner or a commuter. And hell, if we're all honest with ourselves, that's more than enough to achieve what most of us actually use our motorcycles for, right? But what's really interesting about the G310R is the way it delivers that power. It comes on so smoothly, I can't believe it's not butter. So let's talk about that wee 313cc engine for a minute. What they've done is they've lent the cylinder backwards instead of forwards like you'd find on many other single cylinder bikes and they've also brought the air intake in the front of the head and the exhaust out the back which is kind of backwards. It's easy to see if you compare to a single cylinder dirt bike where the airbox sits behind the head and puts the air in the back of the head where the exhaust comes out the front and the exhaust pipe wraps around the side. You see, reversing this, BMW were able to make the header shorter, allowing the bike to adhere to Euro 4. Now, the bike is hauled up by a 300mm disc with four, with four piston caliper up front and a 240mm disc with single piston caliper out the rear. The brakes have feeling and bite, yet they're remarkably smooth and sensitive. And yes, mum and dad, when you're thinking about the youngster's first bike, be assured it is equipped with ABS. The wheelbase is 1,374mm, the swing arm was lengthened in development to give the bike more stability. The clutch lever is light to pull but still has great feeling, it is a cable clutch too by the way. Ergonomics are great for those sub 6 foot, though you do feel like you kind of sit in the bike rather than on it. Some may like this, some may not, there's the sense of security as you slot into the pilot's seat. 
My knees felt snug, following the lines and the form of the tank beautifully. And there's loads of room around the foot pegs, the shifter and the brake. Even wearing my former adventure boots, I didn't have a drama finding a gear. So how does she handle? Well, being a smaller bore engine, you do feel the need to get the revs up a bit to get the bike to perform. Maybe that's because I'm used to the bigger engine bikes. But once I got the engine above 5,000 RPM, I felt the engine really came alive. Though it is a little bit vibey up there. It is a single cylinder after all. The exhaust has a great song to sing at higher RPM, louder than I expected, and under acceleration the exhaust time gave me the impression that I was riding a much bigger machine. You wind the throttle on and the power comes on in a very linear way right through to redline. Now the smaller displacement bikes are brilliant fun, and the reason for this is that you can wail on them without breaking the speed limit. This bike was designed by BMW Germany, so you know the design is good, but how about the build quality? Well, it's built by TVS India, but looking at it, you wouldn't know. The build quality is definitely up to BMW standard here. Now, the bike was announced in 2013, and BMW chose to collaborate with TVS for the production of the sub-500cc bikes in a bid to increase their presence in the global motorcycle scene, especially in the smaller displacement classes. This is, in fact, the first BMW-badged motorcycle to be produced outside of Europe, Thinking about the global motorcycle market, it's interesting that in different markets, the G310R is marketed to different segments. For example, in India, the G310R is touted as a premium, lightweight, compact roadster, where in the US and the UK, it's marketed as an entry-level motorcycle and a city commuter. At this point, some of you may be asking, who's TVS? What does that stand for? Who are these guys? Well, here's a piece from their Wikipedia page. TVS Motor Company is an Indian multinational motorcycle company headquartered in Chennai, India. It is the third largest motorcycle company in India with a revenue of over $2.8 billion US. They sell over 4 million vehicles annually and they're the second largest exporter in India. So obviously they're pretty big and they know what they're doing. And they must do, especially if BMW of all companies have put their trust in them. And on a side note, the TVS Apache RR310 looks surprisingly familiar. I wonder if there's something in that must investigate further. So that, in a nutshell, is the BMW G310R. A great little bike for a beginner, a commuter, or maybe somebody short of stature. She's a looker, a performer, and gives the feeling of an angry puppy. Cute, fun to play with, but you'd have to be doing something seriously wrong for it to want to rip your face off. I've been riding this bike for the past couple of weeks, mainly commuting, and if that's all I plan to do on it, I'd be set. Although I'm sure although I'm sure it would handle open road riding, no sweat, I'm not sure that I'd be all that keen to go too far on it. Mainly based on the ergonomics. It's perfectly fine for my 30 odd minute commute each way, uh, but you know, it's based on ergonomics. I, I generally have the same problem even with my MT-07. I get a bit cramped in the knees. So if I was any shorter, it would probably be absolutely perfect. Don't take that as a negative though, put this bike on your wish list if this is the class of motorcycle that you're after. The BMW G310 is an awesome wee bike. It's got a certain sex kitten kind of appeal to it. It's a head turner, it's a, head turner a growler, and if you're in the market then you should definitely at least give the BMW G310 a test ride. <laughs> 
This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray here, and thanks very much for listening. If you haven't already, go and check out our High Beam series of episodes. We've teamed up with BMW Motorrad New Zealand, looking forward to the GS Rally New Zealand 2020. Uh, it's based in Martinborough this year, and uh, hopefully we can get down to level one restrictions and have as many riders there as possible. Currently, with COVID-19 level restrictions, level two restrictions, we are restricted to 100 attendees. So hopefully that we can get down to level one and we can open those doors even more because we have actually hit our 100 attendee limit at this stage but if you'd like to get on the wait list and to find out more find out if spaces are opening further do check out facebook.com forward slash GS Rally NZ we'd be absolutely stoked to have you along to that event it's going to be a hoo of a ride about 300 k's of gravel and tarmac uh, we show up on the Friday night we have a meal Saturday we go out for the big ride and then Sunday we uh, we all depart back to our necks of the woods as I said for more information on the GS Rally 2020 check out facebook.com forward slash gs rally nz now rally is spelled r-a-l-l-y-e for those uninitiated so gs r-a-l-l-y-e nz we're also celebrating 40 years of gs motorcycles uh with our mates at bmw motorrad new zealand so check out high beam on the kiwi rider podcast channel that's about my lot i've been ray keep the rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time